0: Many women are pollers. We poll our decisions. When we're faced with a decision, some don't trust their judgment, their experiences, their instinct. So we poll others. What would you do? What would you do? Hey, guy over there with no relevant experience on the topic, what would you do if you were me? Sometimes we do it just to seek approval. Other times it's simply rooted in insecurity, but frequently it doesn't lead to the best decisions and it certainly doesn't lead to a path of fulfillment. So be aware if you have a revolving door to your board. Know that sitting on your board should be a coveted position and that the best person to be the chairman of your board is you. Happy summer, Pivoters. Hey, the Pivot Me team, we're taking a handful of weeks off to spend a little more time with our family and friends. We're talking about time at the Lake paddleboarding, mountain biking, and living our best lives. But hey, good news, we are working on some amazing new episodes and we have some rock star guests lined up, which we will be releasing very soon. Until then, we wanted to bring back a few of our favorite episodes. Enjoy. Have you voted in everyone who's on your personal board of directors? Do you know how to vote out someone who doesn't belong on your board? someone who no longer serves you? Well, get your helmet on because we're tackling that today. If you haven't already heard it, pop on over to episode 10 and give those 14 glorious minutes a listen. They will open your eyes to who might be influencing your biggest decisions without you ever knowing it. Let's quickly give a recap. So we talked about when you are making a major decision in your life, as you're standing at the whiteboard of your mind, weighing out pros and cons, we talked about who's sitting at your table, your personal board of directors, who's influencing your decisions. They may not physically be there. You aren't actually having these discussions with them, but in your mind, you're considering what would they do? What would they think? Now, is that your supportive partner, a wise mentor, someone who has your best interests at heart, or as we mentioned before, is it a hypercritical parent? Is the voice in your head that ex-boss or partner who made sport of exposing your weaknesses or failures? For the purposes of this discussion, we didn't talk about the people we did hand select, the advisors and the coaches and the, the amazing peers you've hopefully put into your life to get you to the next level. We didn't talk about the ones we picked. We talked about the ones we let pick us. So we talked about identifying the people who are on our personal board of directors that no longer deserve a seat at our table. We talked about the profound influence those imaginary board members can still have on the quality of our lives. We also discussed Matt, who realized he was still being negatively influenced almost daily by his critical father who'd passed away years ago. We talked through getting those people off the board and also bringing the right people on the board. But this episode, it created these amazing discussions, some with our listeners, some with actual clients. So we decided to tackle some of the many follow-up questions we had to that episode. And here we are at part two. So in part two today, in your personal board of directors, we're gonna tackle these four follow-ups to episode 10. One is the individual role of different board members Number two is the revolving door of board members. Number three is the older version of you as a board member. And number four is how to vote out the people who you still love, but shouldn't be on your board. All right, so let's tackle number one, the individual role of different members. It's okay to have different board members for different decisions in your life. If we continue with the analogy of the personal board being like a corporate board, you don't ask the finance guy how to manage a sales team. So you wouldn't have your overweight friend who's struggling with their weight themselves influence your health decision. It's okay to have someone on your board that has a rock solid marriage and have them influence your relationship decisions but not also have them influence your financial decisions. Think of them as representing a specific area in your life. If you've done the the wheel of life exercise, think of them as representing a spoke in your wheel. Some may have influence over several spokes, but it's okay if they just have one area of expertise. The second follow-up is the revolving door of your board of directors. We had one client who realized she had a revolving door to her board of directors. It wasn't that one person sat as chairman of the board, but rather everyone sat there. Her boss at work, the guy one cubicle over, the judgy mom at school drop-off, the hard-to-please client. Every time she went up to the whiteboard of her mind, a new person snuck in and sat at the table. She turned around and Amira from the potluck was there or Brendan, the financial advisor she met with last week. He's now on the board. And this can happen because we're seeking approval everywhere. When we are pleasers and want everyone to like and approve of us. Well, I can be a side effect of this, but this does not serve us well. This will not help you reach that next level of success because if you are trying to please everyone, then the last person you will please is yourself. And I'm going to make a comment here that's a bit of a stereotype, but it really plays into the revolving door of your board of directors. And it's that many women are polars we pull our decisions. When we're faced with a decision, some don't trust their judgment, their experiences, their instinct. So we poll others. What would you do? What would you do? Hey, guy over there with no relevant experience on the topic, what would you do if you were me? Sometimes we do it just to seek approval. Other times it's simply rooted in insecurity, but frequently it doesn't lead to the best decisions and it certainly doesn't lead to a path of fulfillment. So be aware if you have a revolving door to your board. Know that sitting on your board should be a coveted position and that the best person to be the chairman of your board is you. Would you like to see the the behind-the-scenes footage of the Pivot Me interviews? We have launched April Garcia Pivot Me on YouTube. Take ten seconds now and go to YouTube and enter April Garcia Pivot Me, or enter it directly at youtube.com/backslash April Garcia Pivot Me. You can see all the guests interview with Jay Abraham, Sharon Lecter, Cameron Harold, John Lee Dumas. We are releasing new videos every Tuesday. Go ahead and stream with us. Hop on and join us. And please support us by giving that thumbs up and subscribing. It really does matter. And you are going to love these videos. Thanks for joining Pivot Me on YouTube. Which leads us into follow-up number three, the older version of you as a board member. Many people have found success in putting an imaginary older version of themselves on the board, a wiser, more experienced version of you, a version that has already completed this challenge or project that you're facing today. Maybe it's a a 70 year old version of you or even one that's more close to your current age. But imagine this wise Maya Angelou, Warren Buffett version of you sitting on the board. What do they say? What advice would the older version of you give the current version of you today? Oh, now we're getting deep. We're going deep. All right. That's why we had our helmet on at the beginning of this. So let's get into follow-up number four, how to vote out people you still love from your board. When we were talking in episode 10, we talked about Matt and how he discovered, you know, his father who'd been gone for for many years was still negatively influencing his decisions. Um, he was still sitting prominently on his board, but this this man did not serve Matt well anymore. So he went through a process of voting him off. He did an exercise to bookend his tenure on the board. How do he do it? He wrote him a letter, thanked him for his time on the board and for the positive contributions he did occasionally make, but that his time had come to an end. His influence was no longer needed. Matt had outgrown it, and that exercise was enough to symbolize his father no longer being on the board. Now, this whole process, guys, it took about 30 minutes, but it had a lasting effect on Matt's life. Another one of our clients realized her dad was on her board, which was good in many ways. He's very wise, experienced. He, he's a successful business owner himself, but as she got older, she realized he had his limitations, there were some areas where he shouldn't be guiding her decisions anymore. So she decided she wasn't going to invite him into every big decision she was facing. His guidance, his specialty, it needed to be limited in the board, that she was no longer going to invite him into every conversation in her mind. And I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the last one, the one that caused the most pain amongst listeners and clients. And I will share this in case it applies to you right now as you're listening to this. When your spouse is the one on your board negatively influencing you. We've had multiple people reach out and they felt they felt intense guilt or conflicted deeply conflicted because as they sat down and thought about their board, they realized that their spouse was the one highlighting their gaps and failures, the one spilling coffee in the boardroom and pulling the fire alarms. And this realization for them, it cost them a lot of pain. And their negative influence can be on a little project you take on or a really big one. One listener would kick off a workout plan, start running in the morning, and his wife was always in his ear talking him out of it, would get mad if he woke her up in the morning when he was slipping on his running shoes and trying to sneak out for a little cardio. Was she sabotaging him? Yes, of course she was. She was struggling with her own weight and there was 10 different reasons she was sabotaging him, but he can't control her response to him. He can, however, control his own behavior. And this can be on much larger decisions as well. Another listener realized every time he was ready to grow his his very successful business, again, Enter a new market or launch a new product, his partner was reminding him of all the ways he had fallen short in business in the past. Eventually, his confidence would erode, so weakened that he wouldn't do it. He'd fail to execute. So know that if this feels familiar to you, yes, your spouse, the one you love and want to spend the rest of your life with, can be the very one on your board spilling the coffee. That doesn't mean you can't coexist with them. That doesn't mean you need to go screaming from your house this afternoon. The conversations you and I are having here on this podcast, they're about awareness, about intentionality, and being aware that your spouse may feel threatened by your business growth, being aware of it, it's great. Now you can work with that, understanding them, understanding their concerns, their fears. You can work through that. Maybe they're afraid that you will be away from home too much if you grow that business more. Maybe they're afraid you'll get too stressed out and have heart palpitations again. Maybe they're afraid you'll get really wealthy and successful and leave them behind. Yes, that's a very real fear for many. But being aware of it, you can work through that with them. So today we covered the four follow-ups to episode 10 personal board of directors. And in closing, I want to give you permission to vote some people out. Not everyone deserves a seat at your table, and you're going to need to monitor that table. This isn't a one-and-done exercise. It's going to take some maintenance, especially at first. Many of these people, they've been on your board for years. It's a habit now. You have trained your brain to follow this pattern of checking in with those particular board members. But what do we all know about habits that they can be taught? And they can be untaught at any time. So make sure no one's slipping in while your back is turned and pulling that fire alarm. So let's turn this into action. As always, never leave the site of inspiration without taking action. Don't leave it up to later. Later does not live on your calendar app. So let's list out who's on your board of directors, who's in there and shouldn't be, who should be and isn't, who's going to push you to your best self above all else, respect your board. No one respect who gets influence over you. Is it work? Yeah. Monitoring your board, making sure the right people are on there. It's work, but you're totally worth it. Thank you so much for dialing in today. And don't forget, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, give us a five-star review. It means the world to us. Hit me up on Instagram at TheAprilGarcia or check us out online at pivot-me.com. This is all made possible with the support of you listeners, the numerous contributors, and our clients. Our music and production is by the amazing Rockwood Audio. Join me next time for more tips on how to hack success. And until then, make it a great day. Thanks, guys. You guys are amazing.